生哭的秀。Freaking Rachel Bloom. Woo! Hi, Rachel. Hello. Um, as we're recording this, as of like yesterday, season three of Crazy Ex Girlfriend is on Netflix. It is indeed. So if you live in the U.S. and you're like, I'm waiting for it to be on a place where I don't have to work hard to find it. <laughs> There's no excuse. Yay! It's easy to find. I love this character you've created. I don't watch the show. I have a Nielsen box, but I prefer not to watch the show on the CW because <laughs> I'm selfish. I don't know. Reluctant, this is a person I call her I a reluctant media consumption girl. <laughs> I'm in the 18 to 34 demographic and also I'm an Instagram influencer. <laughs> very valuable to advertisers, but I'm, it's very hard for me to watch TV. It's hard to find. My fingies don't work. Well, if you're crazy and you've missed season three, it's time to catch up. Get yeah. on it. If you haven't it's, watched season three of Crazy X, what are you even doing and with I'm your not, life? And I'm not saying that that's necessarily oh. an impression of you, listener. <laughs> but I'm saying it's not not an impression of you. Well, look, we know it was an impression of me and I'll be watching it tonight. Girl, <laughs> have, you, have you not watched it? No, I watched season three. Okay. But for the sake of this conversation... I'll play that girl. It's right. you oh, in this me. world. Right. Yeah, 100%. you know what? We're all busy. I haven't seen shit. Yeah, we're all we're all just trying. Look, I still got to watch True Detective season one. I'm not afraid to admit I haven't it. Watch that either. I don't think it's very good. One day, yeah, one day certainly. I'll. Wait, is your hair a different color? Yeah, what's going on? I love it. Sorry, I I have to say I'm getting a little cold. I have some phlegm. I was drinking last night, so you're gonna be hearing this. Um, <laughs> yet, even though it sounds so beautiful, it oh my does. god, because it's coming so, from you. Thank it's a little, you so much. Um, Lyrical. I I just wanted to change. Well, because my hair. So I dyed my hair for the show in season two, platinum blonde. I remember mm. this for a week, and <gasps> then we went. What are we doing? Let's not do this. And so I went back. So there's still part of my hair at the bottom that's like a little fried because it's blonde underneath. And then I went darker for this season. And so, like, there were a bunch of uneven patches, and I just wanted to go back to something. And so I added a little bit of, like, a red color. It's very pretty. Really reddish. I kind of want to go mermaid hair, but I don't know Wait, if what I would do that, that be? I really love teal. Mm. <gasps> oh, please. Well, you would have to go, do you think you'd do it all over? No, I think maybe I would do the ends because the ends are already fried. Could you have, like, that kind of hair in season four? No. I mean, not... Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but at least not at first. Okay. Rachel, have have you at all played with wigs in your life? Are you a wig girl? No, I'm I'm not. Despite the fact that I'm a massive fan of the nanny... On which she wore constant wigs. Oh, really? Oh, constant wigs. I didn't wigs. know that. This is an industry huge secret for nanny heads. I didn't know I she... I don't think it's a secret. Like, it would literally be one week she'd have a short, sleek oh, bob. Fair. Yeah, fair And enough. then the next week it would be huge and dewy. Right. I wonder so I, why she did that. Is I don't it, know. Isn't that common? Like, I feel like I always hear, oh, everyone on TV is wearing a wig. I feel like I hear that all the time. I it's hear that a lot. Or extensions. Common. Mm-hmm. Because apparently a lot of hair... When you actually get it on television and it's very fine, looks it looks thin. Mm-hmm. I I don't 
Although when I was at the, um, I presented at the Critics' Choice Awards two years ago, and I was wearing like full-on extensions for like a fun thing. It was like a ponytail. I'd never worn fake hair before because I have very thick hair, so I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Hey, I'm wearing fake hair," and in the front row was Emma Stone, and she was like, "Woo!" Oh yeah. And so I'm like, "Oh, I wonder if you have like she because she's you know she's she has this goyasha." Mm-hmm. Thin red hair, goyish thinella hair yeah. situation happening. She doesn't have a body covered in hair like everyone in this room. No, she doesn't have hairy nipples. I'm <laughs> confident in saying Emma Stone doesn't. If you're listening, I'm sorry, Emma, but we know we know you don't have um nipple hair. But I have a lot of friends who are because you're Sephardic, right? Half Sephardic. I have a lot of friends who are half or full Sephardic. Who I mean, it's all they talk about hair is hair. hair. I mean, I'm la- I am the biggest advocate for hair laser. Yeah. I, you'd think that the la- laser companies are paying me. I'm like a big tobacco person. <laughs> You're like a, a lobbyist. lobbyist. I'm a laser lobbyist. Two of my best friend, my maid of honor and my writing partner, are both half Sephardic. Oh. And both of them talk about the days that they got laser hair removal with like, like a a little tear in their eye. They <laughs> just love it. Change my life. And actually, Aline. Aline Brush McKenna, with whom I created ow, Crazy ow. Axe. Queen. Ow, 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 ow. Um, She, <laughs> both times we heard news about the show, it was like when we got ordered to series, and then when she heard that Showtime passed, she was getting laser hair removal, and was like literally rubbing numbing gel on her bikini line when it was like, oh, we got picked up, so it's good luck. Wow. All I know is when I'm getting my full genitals lasered every eight weeks in Glendale... <laughs> I have like I'm an it's an I'm like an old hat. What's the phrase like? There, I feel like most girls are probably shy, but I like take off my pants. I like spread my cheeks for the poor med tech. I'm like get deep in the butt, please. But you get it every eight weeks. It's something like that, but you know what? Because you get an installment, you get like five or something, right? But, but it that's right. Last. That's right. I'm, that's mine. The, it yeah. doesn't. Mine has not lasted. My underarms. I did oh, all the ouch. ones I'm supposed no, to do. No, it doesn't hurt at all. It's it, underarms is not bad. I've done bikini twice. The first time was the worst pain I've ever experienced. Bikini is mm. so painful. And I, but but then the second time I did it, they put it on a lower setting, and it didn't Excuse hurt me? at all. But I think it didn't work as well. You got to go high, go high or go home. It's just the <laughs> it shock ter- of it the first time for you is what's painful. But once you experience it and you go back, it won't be as painful. I will say the squeezy ball helped me, just like uh, nailing into that yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The lower setting was amazing though, because I put on the numbing gel and I felt nothing. Mm. And they put it on the lowest setting, and I was like, "This is great. Keep but going, baby." I don't know if it worked. Look, I'll I'm, not, I'm only doing my bikini. I'm not doing my full. I'm not doing my full my full patch. She's getting into my like canal. Do I you get to- full? I girl, yes. <laughs> I think she's made it from clear. belly button to mid back, if that makes sense. <laughs> underneath and but in like, because here's the thing: is like I like having the triangle. Yeah, patch. I, I know. I know you. I think you're in the right. I don't know why I'm the kind of freak. I would want if I had the like. If I could handle the pain, I would probably want full. But I, I, I'll just say this: like the sides is a, it's a problem, and that really needs to be addressed. Which oh, the upsides, the whatever. Upsides. The, I guess that's called your bikini line, right? Like this. Yeah, the the bikini line. That is. Wait, I'm wearing a man's. Wearing, wait, so here. That's yes, the sides. Th- for me, that's a man's what, what, face. Your, There's a man's beard on the, my upper thighs. It's like hair. It's like that it's game. Thick, coarse. Oh, like wait, like here. Like, Point. Show me on the doll. Like there. Oh, you have hair there. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, so just what would poke out of a and bikini? And I did just touch Rachel's sensitive area. And she, the you cost. touched my thigh. Yeah. Also, I don't care. Thank you. <laughs> also, I've showered, so it's very clean. <laughs> it's a good day for that. A but good day for a shower. I, I love getting the whole thing lasered off. You know, I have a little downy layer of, of hair there now. I call it like a baby's head. <laughs> and I really like my little baby head pussy. It's that just, sounds nice. It's just, just a, a little layer, like a bird in the summer or something <laughs> a bird's belly in the summer so I started doing is like lasering and, and waxing like the sides and then some of like the inside but keeping the triangle patch and like I have a, sh- a razor with a little plastic thing on it that you, you basically mow the lawn yes. and it's like a nice thin AstroTurf. Honestly, if there weren't a guy, guys on the other side of this, oh. I would just show you my pussy right now. <laughs> we've we've genitals have come out in this room. Oh, they before, have, but boobs only uh, above the waist. But yeah, we can't because there's no. no yeah, there's men, and I don't trust them to turn their heads because mm-hmm. everyone wants to see my and- puss. <laughs> We were just, they were just talking about before you came in. Though. Oh, I man, know, I Rachel, hope she's going to show Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for the puss. Anyway, oh, my God. So much vagina talk. I know. I mean, but still look, somehow with the not three enough. of us. <laughs> but vaginas are gross. I mean, that's the thing. Is they're like, crazy what? They're gross. so gross. And that's like what they're supposed to be. Did you guys see that photo series of this woman who photographed her cervix every day of her cycle? Her cervix? No. So you can photograph your cervix. Oh, the guy. You go phone? deep, deep, deep. <laughs> no, I think it's like a special like dildo camera. Okay. Because your cervix is the little button in between your vagina and your uterus. You're also wearing a sweater that has I am. a fucking I am. I'm wearing a Rachel Antonoff sweater with a reproductive. So your cervix is right like um, here. <laughs> and um, it's kind of like Apparently a, if you fuck a guy with like a massive dick, he can sometimes he touch your it. cervix. I have never had that experience. I um, but like, yeah, so this woman photographed her cervix every day for 28 days. And what you realized was like, oh, when she's ovulating, it's covered in goo. Oh! Goo is not gross to me, though. But, it's, like, but like... it's covered in like white goo. And then when she has her period, it's covered in blood. And the Ooh. days that she's not fertile, that's when it looks like Barbie doll dry pink. Huh. But the days where she's supposed to be fucking, it's it's covered in flat sweaty and wet (laughs) and the thing is like if i guess if you're if you're into vaginas you don't care no you're into that yeah Yeah, it's it's so amazing to me that my boyfriend loves to loves to look and eat my vagina it amazes me every day i'm like thank you for loving vaginas there's a tiny part of me that that is into like girls but i can't I, i i think when faced with I mean, I've been with the same guy for 10 years, so I haven't had, like, many experiences where women have propositioned me. Um, (laughs) But I always wonder if, like, when actually faced with that, I'm so—I have such a weird relationship with my own. I think we all do, like, which is the reason I'm wearing a vagina sweater. Like, we have a lot of shame around it, and it's, like, the smell and the look and the goo and the fucking discharge. I've had some weird fucking period discharge lately. It's, like, literally, like—do you ever have that, like— um? Clumps. It's almost like glue, yes. like rubber cement. Yes, like dry it's, clumps almost. No, it's like a gooey clump, it's like gooey like clump, kind of but it's it's like brown, and you stretch it. Like you yeah, wish that I you were that in art lot. class. Yes, because you could put it. You could do a lot with it in art class. <laughs> oh my god, like little like gelatinous chunks. Yes. Sometimes I get those. Yes. Yeah. Oh that's yeah, it. That, those are fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm like stretching. What that are those? Do we need to know what it's that is? Parts of the so when you have your period, you're not only shedding like blood. 
you know, the the blood is like the I guess the uterine lining. You're also no, the blood is the egg and the uterine lining. Hmm. But you're also shedding actual parts of the uterine lining, which is literally like the baby food. And so the chunks are like part of your uterine lining that your body's like, mm, baby doesn't need to eat this month. Bye. Are they? It's like do old they taste candy. Good? <laughs> I don't. I have not done that. It's just like runoff from what mm. I've been eating for the last five years. Like mm. old candy, goji berries, uh, yogurt. <laughs> a lot of here's some berries. acai. Ah, a little chunk <laughs> of acai. It's we we should be eating it probably. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's if it's just baby, wasted calories, if it's baby oh, like it's nourishment good for baby, it's good enough for mommy. <laughs> you know, you're totally right. Yeah, absolutely. Where but like also gone? like I don't know, balls are fucking gross. Oh, oh, I'm not saying vag- oh. Penises and balls are much more gross than a vagina. You think so? I do. They have less mucus. That's true. I do think that the range... I mean, yes, there are, there are beautiful penis. There are, every penis and every vagina is beautiful. Yeah, Let's just of say course, that. Of course. But, and there are more beautiful penises. But something about the balls and the hairiness and the well, smell and the swampiness. They're asshole. The balls literally are against the guy's asshole. That's why they smell so bad. Oh. Is they're made of butt. I they're oh. made Oh. <laughs> God, this got real. That's why they're terrible. Is like, so we have, like, I'm sitting right now, like, here's my vagina. It's separate from my asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- never the two shall meet. In fact, that's why you have to wipe front to back because uh-huh. you don't want to get your poopy stuff in your vagina. <laughs> Guys, the balls are like, You're right. you sit on Buried it and up. against the butthole. You're right. Well, there is a taint. Somewhere but, but in what there. is that really doing? What is that doing? <laughs> the taint is like a little piece of tissue paper. It's just not it's even. It fake. doesn't do. Yeah. Oh my god, balls are just like balls are really just protecting a man's asshole from in a way from an invader. <laughs> the balls are like the the labia of a man's butthole. <laughs> oh yeah, in a way, it's you're right. They really are in a dance together. The balls and the <laughs> asshole. Linked a for tango. life in a tango, if you will. <laughs> a man's balls and asshole. Oh God! But I love them. I love balls. Ooh. I'm fascinated by them. Oh, I. Know. I have nothing on my body like balls. Boobs. The boobs old... are our balls. I, no, boobs are like boobs so are... amazing. Their boobs are nothing like balls. But I... like the ball, like the fact that you can when you squeeze the ball and there's like the the thing in it, Woo! and then you can. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. It, it, got real. <laughs> it got real. Wait, that's where it got real. That was me during. That's like me during a good movie. I just start like woo! going woo and like making grunts and stuff. The cervix was, mucus did nothing for you. It was the ball no, squeeze. No, because Rachel's doing that hand move and I just lost it. <laughs> you guys, um, you guys are you guys play with balls, right? Of course, they're so fun. I'm always the I, skin is so loose it's, and silly. <laughs> it's hard for me to like go towards the penis as a sexual organ and just like immediately start stimulating it because I'm always like, let me just like play with it for a sec. I'm like slapping it. And yeah. Wiggling it around. It's so stupid. I, uh, God, I don't know how much detail to get in because sometimes my boyfriend listens to the I know, podcast I'm and he'll getting... call me out on certain things. So I'm going to, I will say I had an ex boyfriend. Oh. This is true. And I would make his penis hold the mouth and draw eyes on his penis and <laughs> no. squeeze it and make it talk. Okay, because I'm, I'm with you on the mouth thing. Because, it, yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's the world's greatest You can just squeeze it and make it oh, talk. And you give it a voice? I would but put wait, eyes you, on the penis. Wait, like with a Sharpie? I remember absolutely taking a gel pen of some kind to my boyfriend's dickhead ex-boyfriend's dickhead he obviously obviously all my boyfriends let me do anything I want with them I walk all over them in some ways but I just remember drawing eyes on it I, it might have been a sharpie and just going like and contorting his little penis I don't mouth. know we might be the same person it's so I sort it's of so always knew this <laughs> I used to draw my up. dad is my dad is um, is a portly gentleman he's and her stoot. he's 
he's my dad my dad's got a belly there you go and when I was a little kid I'm an only child and we're a weird family <laughs> I would take a sharpie and I would draw on his tummy <laughs> And I'd make it talk to my mom. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. <laughs> and that's how the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend became. Yeah. Came to be. I just listened to the stomach. I the... wonder if he'd still let me do that. Oh. He's 73. Oh. oh I have old you know? parents, too. Yeah. He was 42 when I was born. Oh. 44. Oh, yeah. Do you have any siblings? I have an older half-sister, but she's from my mom's first marriage. So I'm, yeah. Half-only child? Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Skokie, suburb of Chicago. Oh, right. And you're from here. From here. I, that's always the craziest it's thing It's weird me. for me, too. Because you scream East it, Coaster. Yeah, it was a nightmare. It's very odd. You're from here. I'm from here. You I was. You're, you grew up in Redondo Beach. Manhattan Beach. Man, sorry, Manhattan but Beach. born in Redondo, so close. Oh, I was someone born, was spying on the hospital. Ooh. <gasps> I, was, I grew up in Sherman Oaks, but I was born in Redondo. Wait, at South Bay Hospital? At a uh, little company of Mary. Oh, my God. Wait, what year were you born? 90. Okay, never mind. Why That's, were you born all the way out there? I don't know. My parents lived in Redondo Beach when they oh. were married for like a minute before they divorced. Where do they live in Redondo? I don't know. I don't know. This was because they divorced when I was really an infant. So I don't know. But I just know I was born in Redondo Beach. Wait, and you're... Who's, who's Persian? My mom is the Persian one, Soraya. 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 Friday night, I went to her house for Shabbat, and she was so reading jealous. people's fortunes Ugh. in coffee grounds. That's so fucking cool. It was so fucking cool. I'm so jealous. I wish I were Sephardic. You guys get to eat rice on Passover. I know. It's really <laughs> nice. It's really nice. Like, you have flavors of, like, jasmine and saffron. I know. I know. Pomegranate. We don't have shit. I know. We have fucking ground, ground up fish. Oh, and and, and, gel, and jelly. And jelly and, like, horses. Oh. Dead horses. Yeah. Gefilte fish would be good. I love everything fish, anything and everything fish, but it's stored and served in oh. jelly? Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> know Bad choice, Bad choice. I don't know what's happening there. Wait, we need to get... I, we have so many questions I know. for you. Oh, was just, yeah. That was just business. That oh, was yeah, just this small is talk. Not, this, is, this is a podcast about health and beauty. That's well, right. Okay, that was kind this of... This is all... Yeah, no. It's about everything the, under the sun. All right. in the right area. Um... Rachel, you are probably one of the most busy people that I know. Every time I see you on set at Crazy X, you're just like running from point A to point B. Everyone needs you and is grabbing you. I feel like every time I talk to you, I'm just like, "How's your family, Esther? <laughs> <laughs> How, how's your? How's your?" I'm like, I'm like, I need to you're be a social. It's, <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm just curious, like, how does a person who is so busy, in particular, when you're shooting, when you're writing, how do you implement self care in your life? Yes. How do you stay? grounded and stay feeling like Rachel Bloom and treating yourself right well I'm glad you asked um <laughs> I I try to meditate every day hmm. usually the meditation in the hair and makeup chair turns into sleeping and as a result I have gotten incredibly good at being dead asleep like in full-on REM mode while someone is putting mascara on me what? Like, oh, did you? Are your eyes closed? Yes. Take a look at me in the hair and make. Sometimes I'll literally be what you're doing, audience. I'm literally. Sometimes I'll literally be like, I'm taking eyes my open. eyelid and I'm still asleep. Check me out in the in the makeup chair. Nine times out of ten, I'm asleep. Have, How do, is and they're able to put makeup on? It you? makes it easier because I'm completely still. On Cara wow. Delevingne's Instagram recently, she posted a video of her asleep in the makeup chair and she's snoring. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I love that you do this too. Yeah. And they, they're they putting mascara on her eye and she's dead asleep and like her dead <gasps> eye is just yeah, that's, being... Yeah. It's so... If you get it done every single day, you just get used to it. And to the point now where I'm so used... So like sometimes I'll get a good meditation and other times... Either way you meditate sitting up 
Um, you're seeing while you're in makeup. Yeah, I'm so used to it now. Sometimes when I have trouble sleeping in the middle of the night, if I'm like up and I can't back to sleep, I'll sit up in bed and then meditate, and, wow. and then it'll send me back to sleep. But I'm so good at I can sleep during. I mean, I remember one time. Oh, it was for the opening theme song where I play like a boy. They made my eyebrows really bushy, and I so I also am really easily soothed by. I love being touched. I love my hair being played with. Mm-hmm. I love my eyelashes. I love getting mascara on. I love my eyebrows mm-hmm. being like penciled. I love eyeshadow, and so like I remember being dead asleep and waking up to like these full brows. <laughs> it's great, and so I do that. Um, I try to get a massage once a week from Soothe the the app. It's an app mm-hmm. where they come to your house. Nice. Um, and then I try to basically do nothing. I've learned the hard way doing nothing on the weekends. Don't do any podcasts. Don't do any shows. Do nothing else. To the point where my publicist, uh, my, the reps were a little pissed because I was supposed to go to New York this season to like promote the premiere of the show. And I was like, I, those New York trips wipe me out so much. I can't go to New York and then immediately go back into filming. Mm-hmm. Like, I will die. And so the rest is really important. And I don't, I try not to drink. Like, this is, like, I feel shitty when I'm hoarse, like, right now. And drinking makes me hoarse. Mm-hmm. It makes me shitty. And you don't drink caffeine, I remember, right? I Very little. It affects me. But, like, when I'm in production, what will usually happen is I'll do a strong black tea in the morning. And then... Three days of the week, I'll crack and have a little coffee in the afternoon. Mm. But it affects me like it does the job. I'm surprised because for me, for season one of Alone Together, I was always had to learn my lines during hair and makeup. I'm surprised you didn't. Maybe it just comes, uh, you get it faster. Oh, what I've started to do is I, I attempt to... Um, so before every episode, I'll go through the entire script. Um... And I'll mark up my lines and my intentions and I'll look at my arc in every episode, like on the weekend before an episode. Um, And then the night before is when I learn my lines so I can sleep Mm, and wake up. Sleeping is always the key to memorization, I think. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that's basically what I do. I mean, because you're in the writer's room of Alone Together, right? Yeah. So that's also being in the writer's room is always half the battle of like... I was there for the inception. I was there, like, taking, you know, I was there doing edits. Even if I wasn't in the room, like, Alina and I get together on the weekends and edit the scripts. And so that helps me. Mm. But no, night before. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll usually go through the scene, especially with long monologues. Oh, right. That's true. You can't leave those up to the day of. Season one, I was winging it, and I was making a lot more stuff up season one. (laughs) And it was just more stressful. Yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. That like sleeping during makeup. That's goals right there. That's great. That's, that's impressive. cool. You could do it. Wow. Cuz I yeah, that's that's cool. Since 20 2014. Wow. Was that your vagina just that now? Was my, that was my vagina. Um <laughs> since 2014, so when we when Crazy X was ordered to series or to pilot it was also the year I was getting engaged, and a lot of my anxieties that I had my whole life came up, and I was like, I need to finally deal with this, because it was a bunch of stuff that manifested itself as insomnia and depression. And and so I got a great psychiatrist and simultaneously took a course in Transcendental Meditation. Oh, yes! And it was great. And that's what you do? Yeah. 
And I actually want to get into Buddhist meditation because I want to try that out too, but it really does. And I'm not great about doing it every day. I'm not perfect at it, but when I do it, it's great. Mm, absolutely. And also it's gotten me into a different mindset, like training yourself to be like, stop everything. All that matters is right now. That's so anti-Jewish. <laughs> like to be like, oh, those those anxieties, what if they don't matter? And what if I don't even think about them? Ugh. Like it really, it's it's something I'm still working on, but like it helps build that muscle. I need that muscle because I, I, I need to just learn how to get like the anxious thoughts out of my head. And I, it's, I'm always thinking about how, and I haven't like sat down and figured out like, what's my meditation plan? Like what's, what's it going to be that's going to take me to the next just level? Just take the course. Yeah. I mean, it's a buttload of money. Um, you can qualify for financial aid. I didn't do that because I could afford it. Yeah. Um, but it's a nonprofit. They charge so much money so they can... Their nonprofit wing can do a lot of stuff oh, that's awesome. and not charge other people things. But I found that kicked my ass into into learning it. And I mean, for me with anxiety, it was learning, like, trying to solve the anxiety. Digging yourself deeper doesn't help. You're yeah. never, ever going to solve it. The only thing to do is stop thinking about it. And it's the hardest. It feels like I'm going to the mental gym. Every time I, like... Don't in, engage in, like, an anxious thought. Ooh. And you know the anxious thoughts that are different than, like, the productive anxious yes. thoughts. You can feel it in your stomach. Every time I don't engage in it, it feels like I've lifted another weight mm. with, like, my little mind. How, what are, do you, is there something that you say in your head that makes you stop thinking it? Like, do you have... I just focus on what's around me. Mm. It's hard. I mean, I mean, the first day... Usually, like, it goes away, like, the first day I have a bad, anxious thought. It's a matter of, like, I'm going to have it no matter what. And it's just a matter of not forming the thought into words in my mind. Hmm. Where it's, like, um, I'm trying to think of an anxious... So, like, my wedding, like, my wedding became, like... Oh, okay, perfect example. Before the crazy ex-pilot, I was having insomnia and fear of insomnia. So, I was, like, the anxious thought is, like... I'm going to not sleep the night before I film Crazy X and ruin it, right? Mm. So I'm going to have that, like, fear. It's stopping myself from actually literally forming those words inside my own head. And just that's the first step for me. Wow. Do you ever have physical symptoms from anxiety? Because I have this, like, tingling in my temple that I will only feel when I, like, anxiety is hitting. Oh, interesting. Um... Dr. Rachel? I used, to have it, I used to have bad... Well, I had, like, OCD when I was an adolescent, and that manifested itself as horrible stomach cramps, mm. like debilitating diarrhea. Now I don't. It's more like I go away. Like, mm. my husband can tell. I used, to have, I used to have it a lot worse, and it was like, oh, she's not here right now. She's, like, climbing into her own mind, mm -hmm. like, fighting with some demon that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Because it's like... It's, you know, it's, I guess, evolutionarily or natural selection airily. It's <laughs> us telling ourselves there's a lion in the bushes and we need to figure out how to get around the lion, but there's no lion. <sighs> and Jews have a higher, mm. I've <sighs> heard Jews have a higher preponderance of anxiety because those are the people who survived. If you were like, I'm nervous about the Cossacks coming, the Jews who were like, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm going to go to market now. They were killed. Mm -mm. So it like it makes sense. I, I do think wow. 
I, I if I could go back to school, I would definitely look at the correlation of like anxiety and to be honest, personality disorders um, mm-hmm. with if it has if it's higher among Jews, especially things like borderline. Um, I just there are maybe it's because I know a lot of Jews, but like I just feel like. A lot of the things simultaneous with, like, mental illness are, like, things that you think about Jewish people being anxious and worried Mm -hmm. and in their own heads. And it's also, like, you know, coming from a culture that emphasizes intelligence, and so you try to outsmart the anxiety, which is the worst thing. That is such a trap. You're so right. Why why am I trying that? Because it won't, it literally won't help. Because I get anxious about being anxious, where it was like, um, uh, sometimes I get it if I read, like, bad reviews. Like, like occasionally I try to stay off, like, Twitter and Reddit and stuff, because, like, if I see, like, one negative, not negative thing about myself, it has to be very specific or about, like, a certain performance thing, it'll get me in my head. But the reality is I'm not going to solve why this person said that. Art is fucking subjective. Right. Like, also, like, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is, like loved across the board yes, but i have anxiety so i will seek out wow. and find of course like the negative things wow yeah. and so that's like a shallow example of like mulling over like a negative thing about yourself and trying to solve like well what does this really mean maybe if i think enough about this negative thing whether or not you know someone else said it or whether or not i'm thinking about it myself maybe if i just think about it a lot i can solve it and that's mm-hmm. actually counter to solving it it's only after i get out of those ruts that i'm like oh yeah yeah what are you gonna do you know yeah my brain is like okay how do i solve what do what do i need to solve right now and then like it just like pulls the anxiety out yeah by the way speaking of bad reviews i had read a, a review of alone together that was just like the person hated me they were like she's so and it really i was reading it and i'm like oh my god this is so awful like this hurts and then at the end of the review it was like it said something specific about me. It was like, you're either going to love or hate this character. She she reminds me of those annoying female comedians like Sarah Silverman and Amy Schumer. What? And I, this and was the biggest lesson. And then it's like, oh, oh you there hate, you go. You hate all funny women. Like, And for me, I, I hope that I never forget that with any review, whether they hate me for their own reason or not, whatever. Like, oh, this that person disagrees with everything that I think and say. So who cares? The more that's I, very freeing to read that at the end of a bad review. Like, so oh, 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 okay. So you're just you're not even like in my. This isn't in the in the recent review where I read something. It was very specific about like someone saying my acting in certain scenes in season three, like in dramatic scenes, not not like like faltering or whatever, and. And I, that's why, like, I, I don't engage in this stuff a lot, but it was, like, um something that someone had sent me. And I was like, what are they talking about? Like, I, I know for a fact this is, like, I feel like this is the best work I've done. And, but mm. then in the same article, this person was like, and none of the songs were good. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you <laughs> yes. just, just, same aren't. thing. You're just, like, you're a, not here to have fun, bro. If you, you're just, okay, like, and even if they were spot on about everything else, it's like, Art's fucking subjective. Yeah. All you can do is do your best. Yeah, guys. And You're, you guys are both doing great. Yeah, I don't know, but, like, but that's the thing is like it's only not engaging in the anxious thought 
that I'm like, huh, that I can get to the place where I'm just like, oh, whatever, I can't live my life like this. Wait, speaking of songs, sorry. The two songs that are like on repeat in my life from season three, Heinous Bitch oh. and the Diagnosis song, which I have been singing mm. all, t- I sing it to my boyfriend all the time because I just found out I have a pinched nerve in my neck and I just like <laughs> sing it like left and right. It's so much fun. I love it so much. Had you been trying to solve that for a while? Well, yes, because I've had really bad headaches. I've had really bad neck pain. Like I never had gotten migraines before, but I've been getting these debilitating headaches in the last like nine months. And then finally, once I found out that this pinch nerve in my neck was the problem of like, why can't I do yoga? Because my hands go numb when they, I lift them huh. over my head, like all this stuff. When I finally got that diagnosis, it was like that episode. I oh, just wow. felt so free. Like I was just so excited. And yeah. And unlike that episode, it actually was this easy fix. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> That's inspiring, you guys. Yeah, but the all the older all the older I get, I used to whenever anyone didn't like me or said something bad about me, it was just about me and like why I'm the worst person in yep. the world, yes. and I changed the vibe in the room, and of course they hate me. I suck. But it's the older I get, it's so freeing. I so clearly see other people's own shit and own problems, and I almost feel like sympathy for people, and I like see their humanity. Yeah. I'm just like this person has problems and probably hates themselves, and like the older I get, it's just so it's it's like a really freeing transition into my in my life. That's such a great attitude. Yeah. I and similar to that, I always think when someone is rude to me like out and about in the world yeah I've learned that I'm like very sad for them and in a real way like that means it's something because I think about myself if I'm like in a bad mood and I'm accidentally rude to someone it's because something it's because something that's going on in my life is bad it has nothing to do with that person and I just always try to like remember that if I I have a bad interaction I feel so bad these days for angry petty people like, I almost feel bad for those people. If you're referring to my free people, customer service, service We all battle. have our slip-ups. I mean, I get petty all the time, you know, here and there. But I, people that have attitude problems and are just so grumpy and stinky, mm-hmm. I really feel for them. It's so not about, I mean, I think that's with everything in this world, like how we interact with other people, even when it's good. It's so not about the other person. People are fundamentally selfish. Like, we're yeah. all in our own world. You know, um... People who are convinced the world is out to get them. There's some people who have this narrative of, oh, the world's against me, the world's against me. Well, of course I got fucked over on that job, or of course Mm -hmm. I didn't get that job, the world's out to get me. It's like, honestly, no one's thinking about you. Mm. No one's thinking about anyone except themselves 98% of the time. Mm. (laughs) Yes. So I think there's a certain... And I've indulged in this selfish self-indulgence and being like, they're right. I'm horrible. I'm the worst. Everyone hates me. No one likes me. It's like, no one's thinking about you. (laughs) So, like, if you wish you had more friends, go out and get more friends. Like, no one, there's not a, there's not a cabal (laughs) to, like, fuck you over. No one cares enough that much about ruining your life to do that. Only you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the power is in your hands. Yeah. yeah. Can I say I'm really digging your just plain gold chain that you're wearing today? You know I love gold. Yeah, you do. Last time I saw you, I was wearing... like oh, lusting right. after your gold. Right? <laughs> lusting. I was lusting. like, Rachel, where are your gold hoops from? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, whatever. But this is my single. I'm rocking a gold chain. My my 2018 goal, my gold goal is to just like always be, I want to get more and be like wearing chains all the time. 
I get power from gold. It's a I Persian it. thing. Yeah. I believe it. It's my an energy. It's, your people. it's a people. It's my people. It's there's some kind of energy magnetic flow that's happening when I wear gold. I feel much more powerful. Have you ever been to Iran or like would you ever go? It's kind of hard to go because it's an Islamic republic and they hate women and Jews. True. Like if you literally have an Israel stamp in your passport, you're like not, you can't even like have that. Oh when you right, go there. it's like one of those places. Yeah, it's not great. But um, it is a life goal. I think I know before the end of my life I will go there with my mom, but it's really just a matter of when it becomes more chill for women. When did your, the My mom left in 79. Okay. They all left in 79 during the revolution. Right. And I I mean, the stories I've heard, everyone kind of left separately. Yeah, they hate Jews. Everyone kind of left separately. I mean, I've heard such crazy stories. Or the people, the, the oppressors hate Jews. Not everyone... In Iran, the new hates regime Jews. hated Jews. Right. Um, and I mean, one of my aunts told me a story about how she escaped with her newborn baby on like a donkey in the middle of the night. I've heard some crazy ass shit. Holy shit. It sounds wild. But the thing about Iran is it is so, so beautiful. I have friends that have gone recently, Muslim friends, and there's like mirrored palaces that are like all mirrors and glass. Like they have some of the most beautiful everything there the closest I've been is Turkey and it was amazing oh do you go to Istanbul yeah it's my favorite oh I really want to go there so fucking fun it's my favorite place in the world see I'm we're contemplating doing a kind of everything is illuminated heritage tour but it's like woo gotta go to Lithuania you know it's hard I feel like that's a whole separate that's a whole separate trip to like learn about your ancestors and go to the village where you're from it's kind of like a learning trip yeah that's like you go with the yeah I don't even with know the you go with your printed out 23 and me or like your I, I've done a lot of research and I know my original the bloom was changed from Bakhmutsky mm. and Bakhmutsky is specifically a name of people who are from a town called Bakhmut which is in the Ukraine Ooh. and so like I could go there I don't know what it's like also, like, Can I don't do know, a there's trip? a reason we fled. I know. I'm, I, yeah. I, I I'm not dying to go to the Eastern European village where my dad's side is from. Yeah. But How I would, do I even find that? I have done 23andMe, but this doesn't tell me the village I'm no, from. No, no, no. The only reason I know that is because of the last name. Oh. Otherwise, I have no fucking idea. Wow. Maybe yeah, I'll it's something to, you learn I'll, from your grandparents. Maybe I can go to Finland and just focus on the Finnish side. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, you're Finnish. That's so cool. That's really My grandparents cool. didn't tell me shit. Really? No one told me fucking Yiddish. Yeah, I don't. No know one told anything. me where they're from. They were just like, I don't know. We're Lithuanian. Shut up. I <laughs> mentioned because la- you had mentioned that you are trying to learn. You want to learn Yiddish. I do. And I told I might have a really intellectual Jewish family. Like they're just all about that shit. And I mentioned to my aunt, who's obsessed with you. I was like, well, she like mentioned that she wants to learn Yiddish, and she sent me this whole email that I'll forward you. Oh please! It's not that long. It's like one line. Was like <laughs> wait. Oh like, wait no. It was but she had like thought about it okay. and like sent me a week later. I was like this is sweet. Of I think like the classes that our grandma took that are still around like night classes for Yiddish or something. Oh that'd be great. Wow. I'll so I was gonna to get you. a tutor and then we realized. No no no. The the language we need to learn is Spanish. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. embarrassing, and so we're I getting mean, a Spanish tutor. Yiddish isn't like a must learn now. No, Wait. it would literally be for me, for my husband and I to like talk in secret at dinner. That's cool. Which that's is actually pretty. That's cool. such a goal. Wait, I I I did four years of Spanish in high school, and I feel like I remember none of it. Yeah, and mm. I really want to relearn Spanish. Yeah, that's such a great idea. I'll see if the tutor maybe can tutor a bunch of people and we can have oh, like like a little, little Spanish classes at my house. <laughs> Learning language. Gabrielle Ruiz wants it. Wants um, it. Oh, shit. Because she doesn't know Spanish that well. Okay. She has a great accent. 
Yeah. But it's like me with French. I have a great accent, but like there's not as much there. That's like me with Cockney, JK. I don't have a Cockney accent. Esther speaks fluent Cockney, <laughs> and it's beautiful. When you hear her launch into that Cockney, that traditional Cockney, your heart will flutter. <laughs> Learning languages as an adult is such a glow up. <sighs> right? Yeah, it's it really is. hard though. It's not easy. It's that, not easy. It's so hard. I, I, to I usually me, get, that seems like a skill as it just burnt out in my brain. I usually get two weeks into trying to learn Farsi and then I just fucking crap out. You're so weak. Ooh, you should learn Farsi. I know. Trust me. I know. I've got to learn. We um, have, I used to, my friend, my one of my best friends growing up was, um, her mom was Iranian and her dad was Mexican. Oh, Super hot. cool. She sounds hot. And I, she's, she's beautiful. Um, and I went to her. She had a like a like a Persian dance Belly class. Dance. Oh yes. And I went to go like see it, and she spoke like pretty fluent Farsi. And I want to say the. I asked her, well, "How do you say boobs?" And I feel like it was, Mamun, but that could be wrong. That sounds right. But that's also the name of a falafel place in New York. Well, it can't be right oh, then. I'm so hungry now. <laughs> I know. I know. All I want. That's uh, the first thing I ask. I ask dirty words. When we were in Israel. I just learned all the dirty words. Yeah. I learned nothing else. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we have to ask, because, Rachel, you have won a Golden Globe. Queen! You, like, you're the only guest on our podcast. That's one Golden, Golden Globe. Globe winner. You go to the award shows. You are like, so. by the way, I saw you at the Creative Arts Emmys. That was so awesome. This year. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Yes, that was amazing. Okay, so you're like a queen of these like high class circuits. So I just have to know from sure. a beauty perspective, sure. if you wake up and you're going to one of these events, like what are you doing to prepare? Well, here's the thing. The makeup artists are so fucking good. There's just not like you don't they can make anyone look good. So there isn't I mean, you know, it's good to stay hydrated, obviously just in life, but like mm. honestly like you have experts putting paint on your face. <laughs> Mm. And that's why I started, so you asked me to bring products, and yes. I bought a lot of Sisley. <gasps> the whole way I found out about Sisley is my makeup artist in New York for events. She literally calls herself a skincare whore. Oh. Her name's Alex Burns. She's wonderful. And she got for free a bunch of Sisley for me mm. and got me hooked on it. Because I have drier skin, so I just Same. need hydration. Same. Like, I tried that Hanukkah mask from South Korea. Oh. It just made me feel dry and tight. Like, it definitely tightened me but like didn't I don't have oily skin so it didn't really do much for me and so so oh so I'll show you so I brought this uh, Sicily black rose cream mask oh I've heard of that and you put this on and it and it definitely tightens you up but in a hydrating way mm -hmm. and then what I do is because I don't really wear foundation outside of gigs you have perfect skin thank yeah. you I, I, I am I've been blessed with good skin so like I just don't wear foundation so I'll, I'll wear like moisturizer and sunscreen what and sunscreen so, are you using um i actually today i'm using the sisley sunscreen yes. but i use everything from i use a lot of sisley and a lot of murad yeah and murad has some really good they have this like um gel that's i think sps 35 um that, that goes well under makeup as well and we use that on crazy x a lot mm. um but even but you're inside a lot of crazy x or just seeing for outside days no even when I'm walking to, because we, oh. you know, we shoot North Hollywood. It's so sunny, yeah, and my skin is so fair, um, so fair. So, so sometimes I'll just put on this black rose cream mask and leave it on. You're supposed to like put it on, and then theoretically, I think it says, yeah, and then wipe off 
Oh, it says leave on for 10 to 15 minutes, I then remove excess 10. with a cotton pad. But I'll leave this on the whole day if, if you don't have to put makeup on top of it. Because if you put makeup on it, it'll start to like... um. Turn into like vagina gel. Pill. We call that pill. Vagina pill. In the It'll call it vagina slime. Vagina slime. It'll turn into vagina slime. But if you just leave this on, and I'll put blush on top of it, like powder. So it's like great. a clear mask. Yeah. Here, have some. When I think of Sisley, I Sisley is a very high end brand. Yeah, I know. And it's but it is the in my opinion one of the chicest, mm-hmm. if not the chicest, yes. French skincare brand on the market. It's really good. And like so, I've started. I got some stuff oh, for free from them. I love the and packaging. then like I've just started also buying it. And <gasps> the scents are like amazing. The scents. Do you want to put a little on your? You can put a little on your face. I I won't say no to that. How often are you doing something like that? Like, is that a weekend thing for you? No. Just putting it on my chin. Sure. A chin patch test. Feels really nice. I'm yeah. just gonna leave it there for a second. It's we'll like check on one it. of the only like moisturizing tightening things oh, that I've seen. I just like. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I've been doing this like every three four days. That smell. Let me get it's, a hint of yeah, the smell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so like a all the Sicily stuff tea. smells like. Um, a French woman's boudoir. Yes. And then smell the sunscreen. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, the one product... It doesn't smell like sunscreen. ...that I've been eyeing from Sicily is the... I think it's the floral toner or something like that. There's oh, something uh-huh. in a pink bottle. Uh-huh. And I remember being like, I'm going to go buy that today. And I didn't know the Sicily price point. <laughs> and I was like, do 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 Went into the Bloomingdale's and it was like over $100 no, for a it's, toner. No, no, no. The prices are insane. But it's fun to play. And they sent... I mean, they... Oh! Oh, give, me, give it to me quick. Bitch, it smells like mint. Yeah, I don't the even sunscreens know are amazing. Now, oh my God, I there's another it. sunscreen had that smells like pineapple. <laughs> it's, I think it's Clear Care. Oh my God, this dried. That's uh, another sunscreen I use. Clear Care. Ah. But the Sicily stuff, is, ah. it's great. That's and Sicily that's 50. Ah. Okay, the mint scent is cool as fuck. Yeah. That I've never smelled. And this is SPF 50. So, like, that's, this does the fucking job. Sisley, I mean, it's... That's, a hell, that's like almost eucalyptus. Yeah. Yeah. Eucalyptus-y! And their fucking lip glosses. I bought a lip, brought a lip gloss, too. Their fucking lip... Their lipsticks are great, too. Oh. The thing is, so I got some of this stuff free, and then I go to buy it. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no. It's no. so expensive, but, but like... When your skin reacts well to something, and you can... And you can afford it, and that's your splurge. And but yada yada yada. What I'm trying to say is, bitch, treat yourself. But also something else I love is Murad. I really love Murad. I use their eye cream a lot. Yes. I, I use only Murad cleansers because hmm. Sicily cleansers haven't been. The makeup artist in New York was like, eh, use Murad cleansers. Nice. Um, and so I kind of alternate. Murad is a much better price point. Fair enough. Your skin, though, Rachel, it's really something to behold. I'm oh, not even yeah. seeing one pore. Yeah, I mean, I just don't get. You I don't got have oily girl. skin. I have dry. It if if I don't use moisturizer, I'll get dry patches, Fair and enough. so I hold makeup very well. Do you flake? Because I flake all day. When I have makeup, it's just like starting to almost pill or like get flaky. I'm so crusty. <laughs> My face is just a flaky apple pie crust. Not mm. no no. E- even like with the crazy X stuff. Yeah, like just. I feel like Kimber is always just constantly like, how do we figure this out? It's just oh. every day is a puzzle of how to get me to not crisp out. So everyone has a thing because my mm. so I'm fine with makeup. I hold makeup very well. Mm. Um, I have dark circles that manifest themselves. You see it way more on screen, Ugh. and so we're always you know I wear eye patches every morning. Oh, I use what kind skin S K Y N. Great price point. Buy them on Amazon. They're like thirty bucks for like. Ten, yes, and there are these patches, and they just 
they just completely like tighten your dark puffy eyes. Whoa. Question of the day, do you keep them in the fridge? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh. that's the move. Yes. That's the move right there. And actually I really should be keeping all my eye cream in the fridge. We should really be keeping like all our products I in the fridge. I started using this Lancome has various good eye creams. Oh. Cuz I was in the airport one day and I forgot my eye cream so I just brought bought a bunch of them. They're pretty good. Yeah. But the Murad eye cream is also really good. Murad Titans. Murad. Murad. I love it. Um so that's that's what I, I focus on moisturizers. I mean, basically, I'm using a good moisturizer, something with SPF on top of the moisturizer because you don't want to just use SPF alone. Um, I'm using like blush. I have this. I brought my um. I have this Clinique Ooh. chubby stick. Is that oh. a cheek chubby stick? It's a cheek chubby stick. That cheek color is so pretty. And then you just kind of like rub it over or I'll use a powder blush, just, whatever. And then... So penile. Some, it's very penile. <laughs> I and love then it. I this love is in the shade cylindrical. Roly Poly Rosy. That's so cute. I gotta get this mascara dropped on the floor. But... Oh. I love, love a classic I, chubby stick. I discovered, I discovered this mascara that like... So Ooh. it's the like it's a- called Beauty Tubes. Have you heard <gasps> of this? No. L'Oreal. It literally oh. just it's like when you take it off at night, it's it comes tubes. off in these like tubes. It's the tube, and you do it with water. Yeah, those are so fun. It's really interesting. Those are controversial. What I'm so we've lost. talked about them on the podcast before. It's coats. It's a different kind of mascara. Instead of removing <sighs> it with eye makeup remover, it's coats your eyelash, and you just use warm water and they slide off and that it looks like little great. spider legs yeah. fall off in your hands. Why is it controversial? Well, for me, I'm personally not a fan because I guess I'm a little aggressive when I pull it off and sometimes I'll pull out eyelashes, which to me is like, I don't have eyelashes oh, to spare. Uh-huh. I feel like I they're precious. Uh-huh. Each one is worth uh-huh. its, weight, its, gold, and its weight in gold. So that's, I'm a little vigorous with the with the pulling. But it's so satisfying. It's really cool. And little See, spider legs. See, for me, legs. it comes off easier. Yeah, well, I think I'd like a, probably like a cheaper one than the one you have What is that one called? This is L'Oreal. It's beauty tubes. I mean, here's the thing. For me, I put on what expert, what other people tell me to. I'm just now developing a sense of like, what do I like? But all I've ever cared about was like hydration and a mascara. But like everything else... If someone's like you, Sicily, I'm like okay. Yeah, I, because there are too many fucking choices. There's so no many I'm choices. Overwhelmed. I also every time I do an event, so the makeup artist will just give me the lipstick or the lip gloss. So I need like literally, actually today, I have so many lipsticks in the same color, and it's driving me insane because like. I don't like having that many choices that are kind of these lateral moves. Mm. Oh. I like having one pink, one light pink, one dark pink, one red. I don't like all these like, what red shall I wear? I don't like having too many choices. I It'll know. weigh you so, down like a crazy menu. So get I get too paralyzed. overwhelmed with like, but also use this oil under the moisturizer. And I, I'm like, oh, what? It's happening. I, I'm getting to the point where I think I have so many products in my rotation that I'm using each morning based on mood almost mm. uh-huh. I think it's like causing me to break out because I'm also hearing that consistency is key yeah I'm now at the point where I have three different serum regimens if I want to do this serum situation I have that and it's like three over here then I have like these three over here that I'll use someday it's crazy like what do you go through like one of the regimens 
a multi-peptide serum that's for anti-aging, a vitamin C, a caffeine for under eyes, and a niacinamide plus zinc, which is like key for acneic skin. Uh-huh. So that's like the that's the my serum suite. Okay. I mean, we're talking I do like three to four serums a day. Okay. Under my sunscreen, under my moisturizer. Like serums or, layered uh, on top of each other? Yeah. I think like two or three is a good number. Yeah. That's that's a lot to me still. I think two or three is a good number to hit. Sometimes I'll like target them, like on my forehead, I'll do like the anti-aging one. Hmm. And on my like chin, the lower half of my face, which is where it's acneic from hormonal acne, I'll mm, use the acneic mm-hmm. thing. And then on the vitamin C we'll just go all over. You always need a vitamin C. So I don't use that because I hear it's drying. And for me, dry skin is the thing that... I, You know, for me, I use vitamin C. It does amplify your sunscreen's effectiveness. I know that. But for me, it's so key with cellular turnover, which I need because I have hyperpigmentation. So it's like not even a question. I've got to use it. Right. But I'm just wondering, for me, I feel like it's not... I think think you should... uh, tread into serum slowly because it does sound like you have some like you have your dryness that's your thing but you could use a hyaluronic acid serum which is only about moisturizing Mm. people love a hyaluronic I know it has acid in the name that's a little confusing but it's basically Mm. like a humectant and like pulls moisture from the air or something I don't know Mm. but anyway and then I have my next suite which is my this is so embarrassing it was an embarrassing. No. My products from Aesop. I have my Aesop serum. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Live for my Aesop serum. That's like serums. your OG routine. Well, they're so expensive and precious to me. They're like fine jewels yeah. that I'll dip into them only when I'm feeling extremely luxurious. <laughs> and I have two from them. I have the Lucent, which is like their version of a vitamin C with some other stuff. And my antioxidant serum, which I think is so key. Oh. That antioxidant serum, we that's just fighting against pollutants and things in the air. Everyone could use that. And they smell so good. I love those serums so fucking much. They're very special to me. I and still remember the day you came in to work, the first day after you'd gotten them. I They changed my life. Yeah. That's when my skin started to really glow, when I incorporated vitamin C. and. Hmm. I've been slacking on my vitamin C, I will, I will confess. Really? What do you use? I usually use the Drunk Elephant vitamin C serum, which is like across the board, beloved. Um, I love that. God, there's so many products. I, I can't know. keep track. I it's Drunk s- Elephant, I love it. I know. But I like that line because it's fragrance-free and it's pretty. it leans to be pretty natural um but i will say that that serum also has like some sort of pumpkin enzyme offering which will kind of like do a little bit of exfoliation which i've noticed might be it's causing a little bit more tingling than i'm comfortable with lately i still use it but like i said i've been slacking the de has a tingling yeah huh i notice it only when i put too much on i love the drunk elephant would you say you have combo skin no i'm Super dry. She's oh, dry, 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 dry. Oh, that's for me my headline too. Like I am only trying to seek moisture yeah. at all times. Yeah. Uh, I also have some sunspots though that are one of my skin concerns that I'm trying to work on. But mm-hmm. I'm also feeling that I'm just for the the sunspots. I'm like I just give up. I don't know what is out there for me. Lasers. But lasers are like head where? transplant. I don't even see what you're talking about. You, it's one of those like get up close and okay, you know, just examine your own face for right. no point. I don't associate you with like, oh, you know, Esther, her <laughs> weird <laughs> old sunspot, her dry, crusty skin. No, Esther, you. No, Esther I has know. like a youthful. And my, I agree. I'm like when I think Esther, I think beacon of light, youthful, round, glowy, rotund, yeah. French fries. youthful face <laughs> emanating youthful energy. But I get the dry patches right here. Oh, inter- yeah. yeah. I Me gotta too, share this because I haven't shared it on the podcast Ooh. yet, and I feel like this is a perfect transition. <laughs> so somehow, spontaneously, at the beginning of this year. I 
developed this problem where I was farting morning to night. Uh-huh. I'm talking long farts. It was like constant. And I've never been like that in my whole life. Just big farts, long farts, loud farts. What are the smells? I, it, it, it could vary. No smells. Some smell like okay. it was just really about like the amount of farts that were coming out of my body. It was astonishing. Yeah. So I was like, it has to be something I'm eating. Like what nothing else has changed. Nothing has changed in my life except I'm now farting all the time. And I've never been someone that has had a problem with dairy in my whole life. And I'm like, could it be dairy? Because I've been having this problem. I've been farting. I almost like accepted it. I was like, I guess this is just my thing now. Like, I'm fucking farting constantly. But then I had a big bowl of ice cream. Huh. And I the farts were crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. I am fucking, I'm farting because of dairy. This is like a new thing in my life. And I cut out dairy. It's been like, I've had some slips. But for the most part, I have just, like, cold turkey, no dairy, and the farts stopped. Wow. Crazy. And I looked it up, and a lot of adults spontaneously get, that's how most lactose intolerance starts. You just, like, spontaneously in your adulthood, you just, like, can't eat dairy anymore. And it's been, it was so crazy. And now, anytime I eat a bite of dairy, I'm farting. This just happened magically overnight. Wow. It was crazy. It's so crazy. And I... It's been a really emotional roller coaster I'm sure, ride. I'm really proud me. of you. I know Esther's really proud. I'm your champion. And I'm like on a slippery slope into veganism. I don't think I'm going to give up meat though, so I actually take that back. But I am no dairy. <laughs> and it feels so right. Um, my husband is extremely lactose intolerant and didn't realize it for many years. Wow. Um, because his meal, his late night snack of choice in high school was cereal and milk. Oh, yeah. And then he'd Such wake up at 2 a.m. With the worst stomach cramps and horrible oh. diarrhea, oh. and this would happen intermittently then throughout his life. And he was on a podcast and talked about it. And his uncle's a doctor and was like, "Danny, I, I think you might be lactose intolerant." And he cut out dairy and it stopped. <sighs> but for years, he was literally like every night at three a.m. was like, "No, this is what life is." I guess. Ah. <laughs> I was almost there, but I was somehow able to put two and two together. It's a miracle. And now, like I had, now if I have a bite of dairy, I get those cramps. Wow. I never had this problem. It happened spontaneously, like overnight. It's really crazy. Can John still eat dairy? John eats ice cream. He eats cheese. Of course. Well, he's he also everything. fucking bean pulp. John looks like he can just eat he anything. He has a natural like six pack abs. Like really? not like a not like who like bulking, hulking, but there's just not a fucking ounce of fat on him. I think we call that an ectomorphic body type. That's just not the one I was blessed with personally. I like, dated a guy with that body type. I never used to be. I Wait, what are the different body types? Ectomorph, endomorph, and then there's a third one I can't remember, but they're like I could be getting them wrong, but one's like really slim, it doesn't get fat. Yeah. One's like does get you know it's like what you'd think but yeah. they're scientific they're just body types and I'm whatever the the chubbiest one is and John <laughs> is so I can't deal I used to never be into skinny guys I remember telling myself in college I will never date a guy that's skinnier than me I did I that like too. fluff I like tall my real type I love John if you're listening love you boo <laughs> but my real type like in my yeah. dirty days was like I liked him tall and like big, hairy, hairy, big, hairy, bulking, like hulking monster man. Yes. And John is the first guy I've ever, ever dated that's legitimately skinnier than me, has no fat on his body, and it still trips me out, and I still kind of hate it, but it's okay. I love him. So my type used to be John, Skin except types. a little taller. I would go for tall, very pale, but like guys who are like really pale and like kind of androgynous. Oh, uh, 
to the point of like they just guys who kind of looked like they were recovering from cholera to- like, like was like skinny sick, like skinny sickly. jeans likes cool music reads cool books no not no, even okay, cool no, I don't know I went for back. some real fucking weirdos you liked them skinny though I mean I look there are a lot of psychological reasons I think I went for guys who look like that um but hmm I think well I my theory is that because there have been two types of guys that I've gone for like the really really skinny guys um with like kind of like slightly bigger heads and then like <laughs> guys big who, cephalopod and then and then guys who are like stockier which is what my husband is mm-hmm. my dad is stocky mm-hmm. and my mother is incredibly skinny and had hydrocephalus as a child mm-hmm. and has a bigger head I really think I was going after guys who very very unconsciously were like my mother oh my god <sighs> Wow, I've wow. never heard of that. I, I it's the only conclusion I can come to. I've truly, truly. So that's a that is what we'd call an Electra complex. No, no, that's just a straight Adipole. I think. I don't even know what. I don't even know. I love it. I'm because you know you you go after guys who are like your father. You hear that. I mean, the same thing with men go after women who subconsciously because our parents are the first thing they're who teach us what love is. Mm-hmm. And so if our relationship, you know, with our father is fucked up, then we think, oh, but that's what love is. That's what created those feelings of love. So I can only love someone who drinks a lot of beer and hits me or whatever, you know? Um, that's not my father. I'm just giving that as an example. And so I think that um, of course, there we- were certain patterns that I was, like, reenacting, you know, based on probably both my parents, like all of us. Natural! Yeah. Supernatural. Ugh, I mean... Damn, I'm just thinking about big hairy guys right now. I'm I still just, haven't. What does your dad look like? He's just like a normal. What does your mom look like? That's the uh, thing. If I could marry my mom, I would. I guess I do identify kind of with your thing. I'm, I don't want to like, and I and I'm not, and I'm again like I I've been. I, there's like a tiny part of me that likes girls, but like for the most part, I started developing crushes on guys involuntarily when I was seven years old. There you go. I love. Men, I I have it. It has ruined my love for men. It has often ruined periods of my life. Yes, but that's, like that's I, that's yeah. It's involuntary. I wish I could. You know, there are times where I was like, if I could just turn a switch and stop loving men. Um, but I I just I'm like, why was I interested in guys like that? Well, also the first guy I had a crush on was very tall and skinny, and he was the class clown, and he made me laugh. Oh. And so maybe... That'll screw you for Maybe life. what it is is that he made me laugh, and I had a crush on him for so many years, and then he just set the template for uh, the other guys. Mm. Maybe it's not my mom. Mm. I don't know. Once we start talking about mother-daughter stuff, like, I feel like I could go for out. Like, yeah. that it's is... a whole separate podcast. That is the topic. Yep. That's the one. That's where Ooh, it all comes back to. Yes. <gasps> Oh boy! Oh, I yeah, it's been a real roller coaster ride with my mother. I mean, this is a trifecta of mother daughter, like something, just a situation. Oh yeah, I'm just thinking about Rachel, your skinny mom, right now, and she's scaring me a little. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know her at all. You haven't said anything about her. My skinny mom? You didn't? You just say your mom is she's very skinny. skinny, She's very skinny. Yeah, and I have this image now. I can't shake it. I feel like she is a intimidating woman. Am I making that up? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I like the image I have, but uh, she's she scares me. She can be it. She's short. She's at this point shorter than I am. Okay. Um, she's not Tova, who's on mm. the show who plays my mother. Like Tova right. is is a different style of person. 
It's very complicated. Maybe we shouldn't get any it's, deeper. Maybe that's very part two. Com- it's, maybe that's it's part two. It's, it's very complicated. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, look. I, I think maybe I have the least complicated relationship with my mom out of all of you oh, guys. Oh, I disagree. No? Okay, then I take that back. Are you kidding? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to wrap this up with a bow and like move on. <laughs> I just want to like put a stopper on this. I would gladly talk about it. It just has nothing to do with... It, it will get us so far off track. This that's podcast a, is a celebration of being yeah, on track. That's very true. I, but I am sad that we're out of time. We, right. We are, thankfully. But I also saw the marker being <laughs> 71 minutes, so I was like, oh. Oh, baby. I think we've we've about done it. We've covered it all. We spent Flew a good... By. A, we did a tight 35 on vaginas. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and from there, you know, who really knows what happened, but... It was beautiful. Really quickly, what what are your guys' exer- exercise regimens? Because I'm trying to like great get myself question. In a great question. So I can really only bring myself to exercise. I try to just once a week, Esther, just hit it once a week. But in a perfect world, I'd be three to four days a week. Sure. Um, I like classes at Barry's Boot Camp. Uh-huh. I think you get a really like diverse workout there because you're on the treadmill and then you're going to the floor and back and forth. And every day they focus on like legs and butt, arms and abs, full body. That's what we call high intensity training where yeah. you are doing intense cardio with spurts of weightlifting. And that is proven to be like intensely fat burning but it's very difficult Pilates I don't currently do but that's one that's like I wish I was Pilates and yoga I feel like those are the two on the wish list okay but you're doing like a once a week Uh, yeah once or maybe twice if I but even just even just I'm I'm basically the same yeah what are you doing right now what's your we have a rowing machine in the house that Mm. I'll like put on and I'll watch like a TV show um uh, in years past, I want to get back into doing this. I I take dance class once a week. I like I, I do just do like that. basic ballet. I oh my god! I like literally have in my calendar yeah. to go next week. Yeah. So I really want to I really want to get back into doing that because it's also relevant to my job. And then we, my husband and I, got a personal trainer once a week who comes and trains both of us. Nice. That's cool. That's good. And I skipped it today because I've been sick. Oh, <laughs> a rest, baby. What do you do? Um, Caroline is a workout. I feel like you keep it tight. I have to say, because like I feel like we're similar body types. Like we're both curvy, but you're. I have a lot of mush, and you don't seem to have mush. So I thank you. I. Hmm. I Pilates is my love. Pilates Mm -hmm. changed my body type forever. Wow. When I started doing Pilates, you know. I started doing about five years ago, and at one point I was doing it like three times a week, and it just it just did something for my body where like everything kind of like lengthened a little bit. Yeah. It was like a lifetime change. Wow! But since then, I like Esther. In my ideal world, I would do like one berries a week because because when I would do Pilates three times a week, I realized like oh my god because I would like do a hike and I would be huffing and puffing. And I'm like oh my I don't have you have to do cardio whether it's uh-huh. like a brisk walk or whatever because your lungs have to be in good shape. You have to be yeah. able to pump that blood. Fucking so cardio Pilates is so key. Is not cardio. No, Pilates, you're just going to get, like, you're going to really tone, like, those small muscles Cores, that you don't dude. even know oh, are there. Your okay. core strength is, but like... But that's essential for really, like, <sighs> tightening up and toning. But right. so there's the thing. So I, I had a, I have an injury now, so I am at the point where I can't do berries. I, like, can't really walk, like, or do, like, running or anything. So I'm in a place now where it's, like, Pilates is going to be my only thing. And it's just, it's, I, that's happy for me. That's a happy place. Oh, that's great. 
So no, I'm back to Pilates. Look, was Kira Sedgwick in my Pilates class <gasps> yesterday at 9 a.m.? Wow. She absolutely was. Does she have a slutty ankle tattoo? You better believe she does. <laughs> it was iconic. It was so cool. Where was this? Her alarm went off. So it was a 9 a.m. Pilates class. at. Pil- I know, by the way, I know all the good Pilates studios in L.A. and I know all the good teachers. It was at Pilates Plus in Silver Lake. There's this one teacher there. I'm going to look it up. She's so hard. Like, it's almost impossible. But... Kira's alarm, like her waking up alarm. So alarm started going off at this 9.15. This was today? Yesterday. Oh. Someone's phone alarm started going off at 9.15. And you know, if it's early in the morning, it's probably like yeah. your wake up yeah. alarm. And our teacher was like, um, "Go, like someone's alarm is going off. Like, whose is it? And it was Kira's. I'm just saying. Naughty like, girl. Wow. Wait, shout out to Leslie Cartman. Leslie Cartman mm. at Pilates Plus. This is a tiny blonde woman. And you are working up a sweat. It, like, does become cardio at one point. Is there a good Pilates place in the Valley? Because both our shows are in the Valley. I wonder if there's something. There's, I don't know. I, um, I personally, there's not one I've gone to in the Valley. But I can do some research for you guys and let you know. We started doing yoga before the writer's room once a week. Um, We just had someone come in for all of us last year. Maybe we'll do it again this year if we get ordered to season four. Um... Which, if Which we don't, I'll, you, you know, will. it'll be, I'll be like, huh? Um, <laughs> uh, and I'll just let all you guys know when we're doing yoga in the mornings. That's awesome. Yeah. Yoga is the best, dude. Hot yoga. Any kind of yoga. I actually. need to get on it. I'm just like, I've been sick and I'm just drinking a lot of wine. I just, I have all this, <laughs> you gotta, this stuff. Gotta, I'm stroking my stomach, my stomach fat. You got a happy belly. I mean, it's... It's a it's a fucking struggle, you know. It's hard. I mean, You're I gain. The thing is, I gain. I know we have to wrap up, but I don't know if it's that Jewess body type. But damn, I'm jealous of girls that when they gain weight, it goes to their ass. It goes to like I their can't boobs. Imagine. Well, it goes to my boobs, and then at a certain point, it's like, all right, bitch, boobs <laughs> have had enough. Done. <laughs> I had my mother's body type, which was pretty skinny, and then I became my father. Well. I do not think I don't know your father, but you're literally gorgeous and have a gorgeous curvy. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I love big I love breasted. my I love my curves. I just I need to be a little healthier, but I like I like my body fine. Yes, queen. that's the right attitude. There thank you so much. Right. Thank you summed it up quite perfectly. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you so much for being here. Like Rachel. you are a dream come true. Oh, we need to have you back immediately. Oh, you're a queen. <laughs> you're a queen of self empowerment. Oh, yes, you really are. Oh. You're, you just. As a woman, just like hearing you talk and hearing you speak on all things womanly, it just makes me, and I know I'm sure everyone listening is feeling the same thing. Yeah. Just makes me like more psyched to be a woman and like love myself. Oh my God. You just have that about you. Thank you. you. I actually felt kind of bad bringing on like Sicily products because they're so fucking expensive and it's so like one percenter of me to be like, I use Sicily. It's the only thing I can use for my things. Look how aware you like you're aware. aware you had a situation you were gifted at like imagine if you hid that you know like people want to know that stuff we want to know the real real it's i can't afford to like do what angelina jolie does do i want to know what she's doing yeah true like i want to know do i want to go on a yoga retreat in bali with chrissy Uh, teigen yes can i afford to no but do i still want to see pictures of her yoga retreat yes Yes, i do true 
There you go. Right. That's Anyways, really it. This has been awesome. Thank, Thank you for having me. We Looking forward to for everyone watching season three of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on Netflix. Go watch so it. Go watch it. And everything else. And everyone watch Alone Together. Yay. Yes. Wednesday's day 30. Perform on Hulu. Bye. Bye. Oh.